0: Welcome to The Chamber Podcast. I'm Paul Faulkner and in this episode I'm joined by West Midlands Mayor Andy Street to discuss the future of the high street. The former boss of John Lewis gives his take on the retail sector's recent struggles and what can be done to give it a much needed shot in the arm. As someone who's had a career steeped in the retail sector, uh, I'm going to ask what is your take on the, the ongoing troubles
1: facing the high street. Well, it's a fascinating day to be answering, asking that question. It is. <laughs> because yesterday, was it only yesterday? Or well, two days ago, we had the news of the administration of Debenhams. And two days later, right, today, we have the news of the opening of the biggest Primark in the world here in Birmingham. So you sort of, that tells us something really important. This is not a single yeah. problem that's affecting every place and every company in the same way. And there is actually a story of winners and losers on the high street yeah. within this story of general change. And to be really clear, I don't think it's regional governments or national governments' responsibility to deal with the weak weak businesses. Yeah. That is actually the market playing its role. And actually, Primark have done brilliantly Yes, uh, Debenhams obviously, have done less well. So let's not confuse those issues. And it's a fascinating piece, actually, where some retailers have found their way through this brilliantly. It... it, it,
0: it, it. It is fascinating, isn't it? And the fact that you know, Primark don't have an online
1: presence, for example.
0: And, you know, look, look at the size of this store mm. today and the, 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 the queues that were there exactly. building. I wondered we if I saw you
1: from a distance when I was uh, queuing I was, to... I was <laughs> not in the queue. I was not in the queue. But having said that, there is obviously a general piece, isn't there? Right? Yeah. Uh, which is, of course, about how uh, online is bringing less footfall to our high streets. And that is not going to change. That is a uh, trend that is there. So this is about how individual businesses adapt to that, but how we as a society to adapt to it. And I actually don't like to think of this just as a retail issue. When I knock on doors particularly in uh, some of the less advantaged communities across the West Midlands people say to me that the state of their high street, or more importantly the state of their town centre, is something they genuinely care about. So we do have to think around public policy what are we going to do. Because it's of communities isn't it? And Absolutely, it's where people have historically come together to socialise, it's where they get all sorts of identity from, yeah. You know, I'm from Willenhall, I'm from Dudley, I'm from West Brom, you know, all these things. So Somewhere you, you, you congregate, not it? Absolutely. So it is important beyond the uh, fortunes of an individual retailer. That shift or evolution around sort of bricks and clicks, as it's known
0: Feeds very much into sort of the way business rates are gathered and collected.
1: What are your thoughts around that? And does the whole business rate system need a thorough review now? Okay. So the first thing I should say, I was really pleased that the Chancellor made a decisive step in the autumn budget to uh, reduce or exempt most small businesses Mm -hmm. from business rates, and actually most small retailers from business rates. And actually, just this week, demands are coming through, and I've heard from lots of people who say, "Yeah, I've had a really nice surprise." Actually, so that was. A practical thing. Remember, he also did the sales tax yeah. for online retailers. It was also right. So, central government responding. But is it enough around business rates? Categorically, no. What we do need to be doing, and I would really dearly like to persuade the Chancellor of this, is a full review yeah. of whether business rates are still appropriate for how businesses make their profit now. It charges property, it doesn't charge other things that go in. And so it really reflects how businesses, and particularly retail businesses, but you could also say the same for manufacturers, yeah. made money 30, 40, 50 years ago. So I hope there will be a genuine full review of business and rates. It's, it's a massively
0: important area, isn't it? I mean, we've been involved in, in conversations with yourself and the, the combined authority in different guises about... Uh, ways that that funds can be raised for projects such as the Commonwealth Mm. Games and the like Mm. uh, with maybe additional levies on business rates. But it feels that that a fundamental review is is essential so that we we don't penalise
1: businesses unfairly and equally don't let others sort of get away scot-free, as it were. That's right. I mean, the simple way thing about it, I think, is this notion it's no longer up to date because yeah. you can be running, and there's no, no criticism of these businesses, but you can be running an online retailer from a warehouse on the edge of uh, a town or city and you are Almost, not totally exempt, but you're paying a hell of a lot less business rates yeah. than a traditional retailer in a town centre. That doesn't feel right to me. It's, it's not happy. fair, is it? It's, it's all about right. fair. We talk about level playing field, and this is why the whole question of the online taxation piece is also important. And And you've... Uh, sort of developed a twelve-point plan. Yes, around revitalising the the high street. Can you maybe give us a quick so quick run to should that? be really clear the uh, the twelve-point blueprint as we call it. That's my sort of personal blueprint. But what the combined authority is doing as well is it has got its town centres uh, programme, yep. and what that has done is choosing five pilot town centres. Uh, from the local authorities that actually chose them, and then we'll put into place some of the actions that we think can turn round the fortunes of these high streets. So that does involve buying derelict properties, yeah. repurposing them. It does involve some of the things from the blueprint, bringing more housing into town centres. That's really important. It's sustainable, it yeah. brings spending power. This whole question of bringing public services into town centres, just a small thing. It was down in Northfield a few months ago, and they're just the community reopened a swimming pool there. Yeah. And it was interesting how the retailers were talking about that's brought footfall onto the high streets. So a lovely piece there. And then there's the whole idea of startup hubs on high streets yes. as well. So we're trying to think differently about what the future purpose of a town centre is, not just try to defend existing retailers. That's, that's and the key, isn't it? It's going to be different
0: than yes. we've been used to over the past sort of few decades, but there's no reason why it can't be exciting and vibrant exactly. and we can right. revitalise it. Look out for more episodes in our mini-series with Andy Street, in which he discusses the Commonwealth Games, inclusive leadership, transport and the local industrial strategy.